Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are here today for the very first, first of the month (laughs) report from Alex and Annie, where we're going to look back. This is going to be a bonus episode that we do each month, um, looking back on the previous month and just reporting on some things that we see that we, you know, trends we see and things that we think are interesting and worth reporting back on. So it's been, I think, a great first month to the year. Annie, would you agree as far as bookings are concerned? Absolutely. I think everyone that we work with at Lexicon is having a banner year. We're up in every market, probably about 20 to 25% pacing over last year. Now, again, I know last year people were still a little hesitant. So maybe the, the pace of bookings wasn't coming in like it we had hoped it was, but obviously it was better than 2020. Um, so yeah, I think that the year is bright. Um, the one caution I would add to that is that people need to be very careful about their pricing structure. And I think talking with people, we don't need to get greedy. We need to just pay attention to it. So we're not overpricing ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree on that. And we just had our marketing council for Myrtle Beach um, CVB last week. And that's one of the big topics that we talked about was that, you know, just, we really, like you said, don't want to get greedy right now. We don't want to get in a situation where prices are so high right now that we don't get the bookings we need. And then come summer, you end up having to cut your rates. And we're seeing some kind of crazy prices out there. <laughs> and, you know, I know for our properties that we manage in North Myrtle Beach, our, our rates were up. I mean, we're up over what they were last year for sure. And up over 20, uh, looking back 2019, but they aren't outrageous. I've heard less uh, complaints or concerns from customers about the prices being higher. And I think that's because we just have, we had so much new blood that came into our business. And I'm sure for everyone else's in the past year, year that these are people that they're not as used to having the exact same weekly rate that they've had for 10, you know, 20 years, however long they've stayed with us. So um, having a healthy increase is good, but just have to be cautious of that because we don't want to get in a situation where we're having to cut rate and then, you know, not get the best guess when it comes down to it. Yeah. And I, and I think though too, you know, one of the things that we're all benefiting from stateside is the fact that cruises are still sort of a um, wild, <laughs> the wild west of travel at this point. Um, and then we're not seeing the international travel pick up as much as, as people would like for markets like Orlando and, and South Florida. So um, I think that as long as people don't get greedy and, mm-hmm. and do pay attention and are looking at the trends and not letting pricing automation take over, that's going to, you know, th- they should be fine. But again, I think it's, we all have to be cautiously optimistic and not greedy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, the pricing automation thing that's, you know, as we look at our rates compared to other rates on Verbo or Airbnb in our market, it's always a, a tough thing for me because you've you've got so many individual owners that are on those sites. And it's like, when we're looking at our rates, the way that we look, we've got so much historical data that we're really looking at our own internal, you know, forecasts on things. But if you just look at what's on the channels, you're going to have a wide variety of highs and lows. So it's tough to price based that way, but it's almost like, I think, 
individual owners, that's who we need to be pushing to get on the pricing software so that it can kind of balance things out. Because I think some of their rates end up, you know, pushing us to the extremes on other sides that just, you know, aren't good for the business. Yeah. And actually that dovetails nicely into a really hot topic that um, I know we've discussed a lot, but I think industry is really, really a buzz about it is the professionalization of those individual owners is how yeah. do we get them into the fold. So they understand, you know, how to really do business right and do right by not only themselves, but the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you and I both are going to be more active within Verma this year. Yep. And that is a big topic that they're focused on. So I'm really fascinated to see where that goes um, as far as professionalization is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a hot topic that we'll be interested to see as things um, continue moving along. Now, ski markets, you're seeing a lot of a lot of volume there too right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the, the California ski markets have benefited from a lot of snow. Um, I know we've got, I've got a lot of friends that are out in Park City and, and going to Colorado for spring break. And so um, a dear friend of mine actually looked for a place in Colorado. They wanted to go to Breckenridge or Steamboat and they couldn't find any available lodging yeah. for their spring break. Yeah. So they're actually going to Whistler. Okay. Um, out of the country, but um, yeah, I it, it, the ski markets are having a good year, and I think that 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 bodes well for the rest of the year. If they have a good ski season, it always kind of indicative to the way the rest of the year will go. Yeah, I think we're still in that pent up demand phase where Absolutely. a lot of families are going to take more than one vacation. I know myself included. My husband and I last year we went to Mexico twice, we went to Cabo, and we went to Cancun, and this year we're going to probably go somewhere else. You know. Maybe internationally, maybe not, but definitely at least two, you know, good week long vacations because everybody just feels like they're they're still that pent up. We didn't get to do things for a whole year and we're still making up for that time. But, you know, the interesting thing with international though, when we went to Cabo, we went last February, I believe. And at that point we had not had the vaccine and most people hadn't had the vaccine yet, but no one was, you know, obviously if you get COVID while you're at the resort, you, you have to quarantine there and they'll, they'll take care of you. And it sounds like it would be great, but really being stuck in a hotel room <laughs> is not a lot of fun. I mean, you can't talk to anybody or anything yeah. else. So, you know, that wasn't really a concern. We didn't know anybody that actually got COVID on vacation, but now you're seeing people go international and they are getting, I mean, the Omicron is so just, you know, rampantly spreading that they are getting it. And so that is a worry that if we go to Mexico and we did get it, even though we're now fully vaccinated and boosted, we still might get stuck there. So I right. think that's, that's more of an issue for the international business this year. That's going to, again, point people to stay stateside. Mike Harrington was one of them <laughs> that he was, just oh, really? sharing, he was just sharing that story. I saw it on Facebook and I thought, gosh, I mean, he had to stay there at the hotel and his family went back home. That's just not a good experience for when you travel, but um, we're seeing golf is coming back big time too. We're big in the golf package industry in Myrtle beach. And, you know, the last couple of years with a lot of the golf groups, they're old, older gentlemen um, and, you know, deferred just to not travel, but we're seeing unbelievable amount of golf business this year. So people wanted to get out. They want to ski, they want to golf. It all makes sense, but we're happy to have them back. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. I feel like it's not really normal you know, we're still not to normal yet. I don't know if we'll ever be to normal, but it does feel good to have that, those traditional experiences that the markets hosted like golf. Yeah. Yeah. They're exactly. back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for Panama city beach and the area that I am at it's sports. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. sports, ball tournaments, soccer tournaments, oh, yeah. everything, yep. um, which actually um, leads me to a conversation that we had with Stuart, who's going to be a guest on our show this yeah. month. Um, from your market talking about esports. So I think yeah. esports is a new 
an emerging um, trend for, for markets. So I think it's exciting. We're going to bring guests to the show to talk about destination marketing and really what that means for vacation rental managers and how that they can participate and have a seat at the table for those conversations. Yeah, I'm excited for that episode for sure. We've got Stuart Butler, who is the CMO for the Myrtle Beach Area Chamber of Commerce and CVB and previously was COO of Fuel Travel, which is a a company that specializes specifically in hotel marketing. And he was the host of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast, which was my favorite podcast. And it's still one of my favorites, but it was he really did an amazing job with that team and, and with the show. But he brings a lot of knowledge to the table. And we're excited to talk to him definitely about the esports side. We just had a big presentation about that last week. And um, it's, you know, it's one of those things that I don't totally get it. Um, <laughs> I don't think you probably do either, but there are a lot of people that it's it's fun to watch other people play video games. So yeah. that's if they want to come and travel and do that, we're perfectly good with that. And one of the <laughs> Bring them on. Yep. But one, one of the interesting things was it, the benefit of this is you don't have to have in some in a lot of cases you don't have to have massive space for group events. I mean, this can be in small conference rooms. So this opens up a different kind of group travel for properties that might not have that you know excessive meeting space for 500 people. There are some events that there are that large, but there are a lot that are much smaller than that. So. That's going to be interesting to see. Stuart's going to talk to us about that. And also Jennifer Barbie in her episode, she talked to us about that as well and what she's seeing. I think the markets that go, that are supportive of it and that go all in on it now before it really blows up are going to see big benefits. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think um, just overall, we've got on top a lot of really great guests and we're trying to, trying to diversify the conversations that we're having. So it's not solely focused on vacation rentals, but all the other pieces of really what a vacation destination is all about. The marketing, you know, we're going to talk to some people that are in hospitality on the restaurant side. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a future guest that's a franchisee of McDonald's and the story of just building hospitality within that side of the business. So the next, um, you know, the next year for Alex and Annie is bright and lots of interesting conversations to be had. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we've got some other more topic-driven episodes coming up. Pete DeMeo, uh, also of Fuel Travel, where Stuart was, he's going to be coming on and talking to us about the top things that vacation rentals can learn from hotels. And on the opposite side, we're going to go on his podcast, the Fuel Podcast, and talk about the top things that hotels can learn from vacation rentals. So I think that's going to be really fun to do a little switcheroo there and just see what information we can we can learn from each other and share with everybody. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then also this month, we've got um, Ben. You're going to have to say his last name, Annie. <laughs> ben Jemshahi. Jemshahi, <laughs> <laughs> CEO of Wednesday. That was a really fun and just just inspiring episode. He's he's incredible. And their, their platform is really great, too. So that's going to be uh, coming here soon. And tomorrow, this is the first of the month on Wednesday, February 2nd, uh, our interview with Steve Karen, CEO of iTrip Errors, which that was a really great one. I'm excited to get that out there. So a lot of good things coming down the pipeline and we're excited to you know continue bringing more content. We've got a lot more lined up for the next several months. Uh, we went a little bit crazy back in December and recorded a lot of episodes. <laughs> so we've got plenty of content to share. Um, and then news that I found out this month or 
opportunity that I was asked to participate in, there's a conference that I had never heard of before, but it's called GNEX, G-N-E-X. And it is a um, timeshare vacation ownership conference that um, is kind of like a smaller group, C-level executives, um, you know, the top timeshare companies and software providers in that industry. And Amy Hynote actually reached out to me to ask me to participate in a panel about how vacation rentals and timeshare can work together in a more synergistic way and see what synergies there actually are there. And I do think that there are a lot. And I think yes. some companies are exploring that and some have done really well with it. Most have just have just kind of assumed that we're too different and that we can't work together. But, you know, we talked to Lino uh, Maldonado last week and he said, you know, at the end of the day, we're all hospitality providers. We yeah. still, we have the same product. We have the same maintenance cleaning that, you know, it's the same thing at the end of the day. It's just whether it's rented time or own time. And I think there's definitely some synergies there for how we can kind of grow together. So excited to go out there and, and be on that panel. And I'm sure I'm going to bring back a lot of interesting learnings from that and some fun guests that we can have on the show. Yeah. So That'll be exciting. That's next. Well, I'm Actually, happy for you to do that. Month. That's that's great for you to get out and have that conversation because you're right. I I've worked with timeshare groups and vacation rental groups when and when I was at Expedia and Diamond Resorts and Wind and Vacation Ownership and Wind and Vacation Rentals and quite frankly they ran in their own silos but they were very similar. They did similar marketing. They did similar distribution. Um, there there's a world out there that I think people are not realizing can cross over pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's the, our first of the month report for end of January, looking into February. We hope that everybody has an incredible month coming up and we will talk to you soon. Be sure to uh, stay tuned for tomorrow, February 2nd. We've got Steve Karen from iTrip. Don't want to miss that one, but happy to bring you this short, sweet little bonus episode <laughs> in the meantime. Have a great day. Thanks everybody.